The mainstream media is reporting that many Democrats are concerned about having Kamala Harris replace Biden in 2024. They should have thought about that before buttressing Biden with a sex and gender vice president. Their hate for Trump was such that they had to replace him at all costs. Now they are stuck with Kamala Harris. That's the cost. I share credit today with David Bossy of the Washington Times, the Liberty Loft, and Gary Bauer of Daily Surge for their research and contributions, which I'll include with my own. As he pursues policy after policy that is bad for people and insulting to those who disagree with him, President Joe Biden is turning out to be not the nice guy he was reputed to be. And the end stop of his goals appears to be to drive our nation into a socialist system. During Biden's recent press conference, a left-wing PBS reporter suggested that because Joe Biden is such a nice guy, migrants now feel welcome to come to America. And that is why the border is so overwhelmed right now. That reporter was expressing something that many people believed, including many young people who voted for Biden. But it should be obvious by now that Joe Biden is not a nice guy. A nice guy who becomes president doesn't come into the office eager to ensure that there are more abortions in America this year than last year. A nice guy doesn't force Americans who find abortion morally repugnant to pay for what we know is the taking of innocent life. Race-baiting is when someone exploits race for political advantage by smearing their opponents. Nice guys don't do that. But that's what Joe Biden did last year when he repeatedly lied by claiming that President Trump had praised neo-Nazis when he had not done so. Biden did it again at a press conference when he suggested that Americans who support voter ID laws are morally the same as segregationists. For the record, 75% of all Americans support voter ID laws, including 69% of black Americans. But Mr. Nice Guy blasted three-fourths of the country as bigots. A nice guy doesn't wipe away all the safeguards at the border, causing a massive human tragedy. A nice guy would not block the media from visiting border facilities so we can all see what's happening there. A nice guy does not tell the big lie that Donald Trump threw five-year-olds out of America to starve on the other side of the border. That's a disgusting slander. Nice guys don't do that. But Biden did do that in his press conference. Here's another lie from Biden. He insisted that most migrants were being sent back to Mexico. Really? If that's true, then why are we flying migrants to processing centers on the Canadian border. If that's true, then why are our detention facilities at 700% 
capacity or more. It's not true. And according to the liberal media outlet Axios, only 13% of migrant families are being returned to Mexico. Remember that if Biden had not rescinded Trump's policy for these migrants to be held on the Mexican side of the border, we would not have to be worrying now about sending them back. The whole world is watching this doddering fool. We can only imagine what they must be saying today in Beijing, Moscow, Tehran, and North Korea. This we do know. They'd rather have Joe Biden in office than Donald Trump. There's something else Biden has said that is most revealing. Ask about his plans in four years and whether he would be running against Donald Trump for re-election. The nice guy who claims he wants to bring us all together launched another sarcastic attack on Trump. But then he said this, I have no idea whether there'll be a Republican Party in four years. Do you? I think so, Joe. Not so sure there'll be a Democrat Party as long as you and Kamala Harris are leading it. Biden's quip got a few chuckles from the liberal reporters. The radical agenda Biden, Harris, Pelosi, and Schumer are pushing is designed to turn America into a one-party state. The media does not ask Biden about COVID-19 or when our schools might fully reopen. They're too busy helping to push his radical agenda. I have to back up a bit on that statement. It is not Biden's agenda. Biden does not have the mental ability to construct an agenda. He is simply following the radical socialists around him who got him elected. Biden is not trying to unify the country, my friends. Not when he calls 75% of Americans who support common-sense election reforms bigots. If you believe that voters should be willing to show a valid ID before voting, then you are a bigot, according to Joe Biden. Biden and Harris know that America is not racist. Quite the opposite. We have elected a black president twice now and a black vice president. Of course we have racists among us, and they're white and they're black, but they are in small minorities. We also have thieves, rapists, murderers, drug dealers, and the like among us, but they too are in the minority. Democrats know that no American wants to be called a racist, and that's exactly why they keep labeling half the country as racists. They are trying to smear conservatives, hoping the label will stick, hoping to destroy the conservative movement altogether. Most Americans oppose amnesty and the open borders agenda, but Biden is not trying to unite the country when he ignores public opinion. The border crisis we are seeing is not a mistake. It is a key to the left's desire 
to fundamentally transform our country with millions of migrants. They need these new voters to tip enough states so that it would be impossible for a conservative to ever be elected again. They want House Resolution 1 in order to nationalize elections and institutionalize all the illegal changes that occurred last year, like massive mail-in balloting with no voter identification. They want the Green New Deal to fundamentally transform the American economy and implement their socialist agenda. Mr. Nice Guy has let the cat out of the bag. The left believes this is their moment to destroy the conservative movement, eliminate the GOP, and transform America into a socialist nation. The radical Biden administration's agenda is falling apart on all fronts. To date, Joe Biden has created a border crisis, a crime crisis, an inflation crisis, an Afghanistan crisis, and a vaccine mandate crisis. Since taking office, the American people have witnessed a steady drumbeat of unprecedented policy failures due to this president's weak leadership and bad decisions. Meanwhile, on Capitol Hill, Biden's dangerous federal takeover of elections legislation is all but dead. His infrastructure bill was held hostage by the fringe left of his own party and his multi-trillion dollar socialist wish list, also known as budget reconciliation, is being decimated. The entire unfolding catastrophe is of Biden's own making. The plain truth is that Joe Biden is in serious political trouble because he keeps trying to jam a square peg into a round hole. Socialism and the radical left's warped vision to fundamentally transform our country versus our constitutional republic and the American people who cherish limited government and freedom. The Biden agenda has turned out to be thoroughly radical, and the American people did not sign up for radical change. The so-called woke socialist garbage that Biden is pushing is a very bad fit for America, and that's why his approval rating is falling like a wounded duck. Why doesn't Biden get it? Here are the facts. Joe Biden is in the White House because of just 42,000 votes in three states. The U.S. Senate is deadlocked at 50-50, and the Democrats barely have a governing majority in the U.S. House. In essence, the American people delivered a tie game with an unambiguous message in 2020. The American people asked for moderation, compromise, and for the most pressing problems to be solved, namely defeating COVID-19 
and returning the booming economy that Trump created. Instead, Biden has elongated the turmoil by following the orders of the unhinged left on border security, policing, foreign policy, irrational government spending, and heavy-handed mandates. These wrong-headed decisions are taking their toll. The most recent Quinnipiac poll came with the brutal headline, Americans give President Biden the lowest marks. The majority say that Biden's administration is not competent. And state-specific polls are showing similar trends. For instance, in North Carolina, Biden has an abysmal approval of 38%. In Iowa, Biden is nearing rock bottom with a 31% approval rating. And in Virginia, a state he carried by 10 points just over 11 months ago, Biden is sitting at a 45% approval. That reality caused Virginia Democrats and their gubernatorial nominee, Terry McAuliffe, massive grief leading up to the Commonwealth's off-year election last month. Political outsider Glenn Youngkin won that race. He was the first Republican elected governor of Virginia since 2009. He has Biden and the left's destructive policies like critical race theory and defunding the police to thank for his victory. Joe Biden should be concerned with whether or not there will be a viable Democrat party in the future instead of speculating about the GOP. Since taking power in January, Washington Democrats have chosen time and time again to ignore the will of the American people and plow forward with an out-of-touch agenda favored by an intimidating woke mob. That mob currently occupies the far-left wing of American society. It is no wonder that independent voters are deserting Biden at such a rapid pace. According to a recent Associated Press poll, since July, Biden's approval rating has plunged among independents who don't lean toward either party. 62% now down to 38%. It isn't rocket science. The American people want a leader in the Oval Office who isn't afraid to confront radical nonsense. And Joe Biden has proven that he is not capable. What kind of leader threatens to kill the filibuster to increase America's debt limit so he can continue his out-of-control spending spree unabated? What kind of leader pushes a federal takeover of our elections that would allow for popular state voter ID laws to be overturned? What kind of leader tells his Department of Justice to investigate concerned parents who attend school board meetings and question the destructive critical race theory? And what kind of leader refuses 
to condemn the harassment of a female senator by radical leftists in a bathroom. A Democrat senator at that. In the case of Senator Kristen Sinema, Biden missed a golden opportunity to tell the radical mob to stand down. He would have ingratiated himself to Ms. Sinema on budget reconciliation negotiations and sent a message that some forms of protest are out of bounds. In politics, this is called a layup. But Biden didn't have the guts to do the right thing. So what will it take for Biden and the Democrats to get the message that their agenda is an unpopular failure and their tactics are repulsive to the American people? What will it take for Democrats to realize that the American people see the danger in flirting with socialists like Bernie Sanders and Ocasio-Cortez to name just a few on their radical fringe? Our mamas warned us about hanging out with the wrong crowd. Apparently, Biden didn't listen to his mama. The polling data is clear. The disastrous results are self-evident. And most importantly, the American people are beginning to stand up, see it for themselves, and speak out. The simple truth is that Joe Biden is desperate. There is no other way to explain what is currently happening in Washington To be honest, he has every right to be panicking, given the current state of our nation and his presidency. He has yet to pass one meaningful piece of legislation. The much-touted infrastructure bill does have many redeeming features, but it also contains pork. Democrats love to hand out pork. Biden botched the withdrawal from Afghanistan and stranded Americans left them behind, and many of them continue to be stranded to this very day. If you want to look at other things that directly affect Americans even more, you don't have to look very far. Inflation continues to take money out of the pockets of Americans and shows no signs of slowing down. Gas prices and costs of food and other necessities have continued to rise steeply. Store shelves continue to remain empty amid supply shortages. Americans are facing the decision to get a controversial vaccine and submit to a tyrannical government or risk losing their jobs. Yet we are to believe that everything is perfectly fine here in the nation. We should simply sit back, stop worrying, and enjoy it. But the Associated Press is reporting that Biden is scrambling to spend trillions as part of his so-called infrastructure plans. We do need work on our roads and bridges, but Biden and the Democrats see an opportunity to bust the budget with the usual wish list of social programs. Biden and his cronies believe that throwing trillions of dollars into government spending 
will fix all the mess he has created. But money, no amount of money, can fix his failures. The reports are that Biden is rushing to spend trillions on expanding broadband internet to homes across the country. But that does not put groceries on the shelves. He, in essence, wants to federalize Internet access for Americans. After all, a good, free people would only use government-subsidized and controlled Internet, like they do in China. They want to spend billions on port upgrades to allow ships to be unloaded quicker. But that does not put workers into the port to work. People would rather sit at home and not work thanks to Biden and the radical left's entitlement programs and plans. Just over a month ago, Biden made a public relations pitch that said he had negotiated a fix to the supply issues across the country. They were going to expand hours at Port Los Angeles, which would fix supply chain issues. Since that time, shells have continued to remain empty. Even the Associated Press admitted that it was not an immediate fix as Biden and the regime had described. But we are told that all can be fixed by spending $240 million through the government-sponsored grant program that Biden wants to announce. Is he going to Los Angeles to announce the plan? Absolutely not. He's going to Baltimore. Why? Because putting Los Angeles into the background would continue to highlight his failures. He cannot have failure be seen in a media propaganda spot. That's also the reason neither Biden nor Kamala Harris dares to go to the southern border. Failure there would be on full display. The American people would see the crisis for themselves, and Biden and Harris and the Democrats cannot afford for that to happen. Surely I'm not the only one that remembers better days. The days before Joe Biden, when we didn't have to worry about finding Christmas gifts for the family or even food for Thanksgiving dinner. We don't have to worry about socialism coming to America. Joe Biden and the radical left have already delivered a good taste of it to us right now. Go out and see for yourself the empty shelves, and watch them force you to stand in line just to enter the store because the government said to social distance. Look through the empty car lots. My youngest granddaughter, a first-year North Carolina State student, tried to get a car and waited five months to get it. Car salespeople with families to feed cannot get their commissions because the cars are not on hand to deliver. Try to order a Christmas gift and start worrying if it will get here in time. There are more shortages in key areas such as meat, paper products, and more. 
China is already telling its citizens to stockpile supplies for major shortages. We see these problems all around us, and we see them getting worse. For that reason, we stockpiled a year's worth of survival food and stored it off-site. In a worst-case scenario, I'll be able to feed my family. But everybody can't afford that luxury. And did you ever think you'd hear our food called a luxury? No, socialism is not coming to America. It has already arrived in America. The only hope we have is getting Joe Biden and his radical followers out of the White House. But first, we have to turn out in record numbers next November and send Nancy Pelosi home. Then we have to take back the House and the Senate. We can mitigate the damage Biden and the socialists can do during his term in office by removing their power base in the House and Senate. In the meantime, socialism is not coming to America. It has already arrived in America. The only hope we have left is for a major revolution at the polls in 2022 and 2024. I lived a long life. I've seen bad times. I've seen good times. My parents lived through the Great Depression, and I've listened to them tell me what it was like. We're not in a Great Depression yet, but we are in trouble. Democrats hated Donald Trump so badly that they would have done anything to take him out of the presidential office. That anything turned out to be a feeble-minded Joe Biden, and to make sure that he would be elected. They teamed him up with a woman, a black woman. They played the cards. They played the gender card. They played the race card. And they got what they wanted. Now they're in trouble. America is in trouble. And we have very little we can do about it outside of getting to the polls in 2022 and 2024 and stopping this socialism nonsense. I hope you'll join with me in rallying your friends and neighbors and family and get them to the polls in both 2022 and 2024. We have to stop this nonsense. I thank you for listening today. I'll be back next weekend, God willing, same time and same station. And God bless America.